nobody told you life was going to be this way. It's crudely drawn swords. So, what happened in the last episode? Magnus. I, I did this before we started recording. I have to do it again. Oh, that's what he told you not to. Fine. Um, we chatted to some elves. They were insanely slow and dull. Although, I imagine Ben might cut some of the, the dullness out. Um, no. No. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So yeah, they were irritating as shit, so we've decided to, rather than walk across a bunch of land filled with orcs, we're just going to take a nice pleasure cruise uh, across the northern side of the Australian-like continent that we're on. However, we're going to go and chat to the dwarves to see if they can get involved in this fight, because we reckon the uh, people of Karis might lose if the dwarves and elves don't get involved. So, yeah, that's about it. We're going to go see the dwarves. Sounds good. Were, were there any significant pieces of news you received? Um, yes. Yes, there was. Um, the, there's a large army from Sudek uh, approaching from the south, uh, which we felt was likely to uh, threaten our folks back home in the Priory, uh, hence needing to involve these other armies. Um, and in finding that out, we sent a message back to Preceptor Ovio advising him that we were going to take the route through the desert and the orcs uh, and the, the dwarves mountain kingdom um, even though clearly we're not we're going to go on a pleasure cruise as Bambri would put it yeah also we found out that mirroring uh, Tolkien we need to destroy this sword to weaken the enemy and uh, <laughs> fantasy tropes are real it, the thing is it's a tale that's not been told before we are we're yeah. breaking new ground here Oh, I've got this ring. Can we go to a volcano? All fantasy is a dialogue with Tolkien. Yeah, but we're, just, we're literally... Every time he says something to us, we're just saying it back to him. That's not a You're going to try and find your way to Bat Mascarod. Yes. I mean, you say find our way. They have pointed us at the gate. You leave Lannister a thread and you've got to make your way halfway, about half a day's travel across the valley to get to the old entrance to Bat Mascarod. Late-ish afternoon, you could probably get there a little after dark or you could stop somewhere on the way and uh, try and get there in the morning. No, time's a ticking. Every second counts. Yeah, we'll camp out. Where, where is there to stop? Is it quite cool? I mean, you know, if there's some kind of bar, I'd quite like to stop there for a little while. <laughs> That'd be quite nice. There's some forest. Forest, you say? How does forest suit you? Well, forest worked out really well for us last time we stopped there. Um, so let's do that again. Okay. Oh, hang on. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Um... Tristan tried to kill Bambi in his sleep, and then we no. got uh, to meet Bambi's mum. So, nah. well, not so. Wait, the bad thing about—I I mean, I agree—the bad thing about that was him trying to kill me in my sleep. Yes, yes, yeah. But me, my mum wasn't a negative. That was helpful. Also, oh, yes, she was delightful. Yeah, the negative was surely the vines that you know our scout didn't notice. Well, the vines. So maybe Enigma doesn't scout. 
and uh, we send. Maybe I'm a scout. Maybe I'm not a biologist. <laughs> Either way, if trust in scouts this time. Will we? Well, you find could it? have given us a warning though, Bambri. You could have said, "By the way, some of the plants will try and kill you." That might have been. Oh, all right. You, it's kind of on you Tr- a bit. Tristan, do you want me to give you a categoric list of everything that's going to try and kill you in life? I would like you to name four things, please. I want another six. Me, when you're asleep next. Well, how about we, we don't go for a categoric list of everything that could kill us, but if you happen to be related to the main threat in that area, then you could flag that one up. Waiting 50 weeks is probably Tristan's biggest threat. <laughs> there we go. Time. That's the biggest killer. Too soon. Yeah, thank you. Tristan's gonna die. Tristan's gonna die. In 50 weeks, Tristan's gonna die. No, no, 50. 15 would be yeah. very, very close. I do not scribble that note down. No, uh, Enigma also has seen the future. It's It's 15. more a question of what time of day you arrive at the next place, to be honest. So, Where uh, is it we're going? Daytime. Right, yes, let, let's camp out uh, and then make our way so that we arrive there in the in the morning because chances are we're not actually going to be where are we going Bratton of Garod you're going to a place called Langora Gate um, though oh. I don't think the elves gave you that name right is that the gate they pointed out to from the mountain yes that is yeah okay it was like a low hill yeah it's time to get icy guys what did the elf say was the name of the things that closed that door your mum. Gerald. Hinges. No. Ben, am I correct in thinking with my bardic memory that he said it was the Canavir Fae? Yes. Right. The Canavir Fae are the things that I saw in the vision fighting Alana Sarista that are horrifying monsters. Yeah. If they've sealed that door, we can't go through it. That's mental. Just because they're horrifying doesn't mean they're, like, all-powerful. No. They were... They beat, like... A demigod, all right, she was just a super badass, but they kicked her ass. There were thousands of them. Just chill out, we'll give it a go. Did they seal it from the outside or the inside, though? Well, does it matter? If they've sealed something in, we don't want to be fighting it. Yeah, they've sealed in dwarves, haven't they? Yes, they have. Yeah, but... And that's who we want to talk to. So if we want to talk to them and they're behind the door, then we probably want to open the door. So we know that they sealed the dwarves in rather than sealed themselves in. Well, yes, otherwise they would... Yeah, because yeah. that's where the dwarves live. Otherwise the dwarves would famously live in the woods rather than under a mountain. <laughs> okay, well, the only thing stopping them living in a mountain, sorry, living in the woods, is that their door is shut. So they've just, got, <laughs> they've just resigned themselves to their fate. Well, it's mountains for us. That's why I don't live in my garden. It's, tra- it's a tragic tale. It's, it's a tragic tale. I'm surprised you don't know it being a bard. We're mountain folk now. Right. So, okay, that's that's okay. I, I was under the impression that they had still... No, they're, they're very much the Daleks of their day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have put my mind to rest, having listened back to the last few episodes. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't listened to those, so you're probably yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, it's a bardic ability. I hmm. roll each morning to see if I can listen to the podcast for the day. <laughs> Sometimes I can, and they're quite good, but if I roll five days of podcasts, the fifth episode's really boring. The fifth listen's really not good. Is that how come we got so many listens? Yeah, it's, it's just all stew. <laughs> yeah, but I've got good notes, which I've misinterpreted. Just on repeat. But uh, Bardic Memory basically needs you to rem- remember things from what in-character happened about ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. amazingly, like most, most of your hard recollections are what happened like a very short time ago. So oh, there we go then. As, as you approach this hill... The forest is trackless and unmarked as you head towards the hill you saw from Lanisera Thread. 
The thick-set trunks of ancient trees support great broad branches and the forest floor is scattered with untouched deadwood, causing some trouble for your horses and making several disorientating detours. However, as you approach a little closer, you find yourselves on the remains of a level road of large, well-made paving stones. Plants stretch up between the cracks, and in many places trees have grown and lifted them aside altogether, but it's still clearly recognisable and passable. The road leads to the hill, whose stepped banks you are now able to recognise as an overgrown ziggurat, square and bulky. The ruined road leads up a grassy slope that might once have been a stairwell or ramp of some kind. At its top is a large square opening bounded by hexagonal columns of smooth dark stone. It looks as though there was a narrower gap around the building level with the top of the door but that is largely overgrown and above it the higher levels seem to have been totally overwhelmed with trees but the trees growing there seem twisted and strange. Your horses won't approach more than a couple of hundred metres from the ziggurat itself. They refuse to move any further forward. What do you do? Put on my zigger hat. I carry one. Nice hat. I'm glad to see you're taking steps. So we've got this ziggurat in front of us um, yep. that's uh, covered in vegetation. Do you say there's a smaller gap at the top and a Door. Yeah, there's there's a big rectangular door in front yeah. of you that the road you're on seems to lead into. Okay. Let's go there. Let's go there and knock on the door. Okay. I will, I will soothe my horse first, Ben. Yes. Soothe the horse, maybe feed him some oats and give him a little brush down. Time is, you know, relevant. I don't know if horses eat time. They do, yeah, definitely. Oh. They, they eat time and money. <laughs> And Dill. Your horses will not go any closer. So I'm assuming you're on foot and like hobbling them or highlining them or something. Oh, yeah. To progress. I, I don't know what those things mean, but we'll just put them somewhere safe. Hobbling, and, uh, yeah. hobbling seems a lot like you've just broken its legs. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. I can well, confirm it's putting a piece of rope between the two front legs so they don't go too far. Yeah. I'm going to drop anchor. Yeah, I'm drop anchor. We'll bury them somewhere and draw a treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So, as you enter the structure, you see you're coming into the top half of a wide square room. The floor is level for perhaps 15 feet before stopping at a vertical drop. To the left, a long ramp descends down. To the right, a stairwell. It looks as though there was a wooden safety rail once, but that's long gone. The space beyond is dark, pierced with a few bright rays of sunlight that break through gaps high on the wall. Once your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can see that the floor of the space below is scattered with a tangle of broken wood, soil, and what look like bones, many of them very small. Oh. The air is damp and heavy with the smell of swamp mud and decay. Slumped against one side of the room is a massive shape. What is, what is that massive shape? shape? Yes, let's have a look at that massive shape. I'm going to cast light on an arrow. Old school. Okay. And uh, that is how we'll start this, because clearly we can't see what that massive slump is until it's better lit. We call that Hawk 1. We just, like, initiate Hawk 1. <laughs> With a bit more light, and as your eyes adjust, you can see that there's a roughly humanoid creature, far larger than any human, at least 15 or 20 feet tall, and almost as wide as it is high, formed of bulbous folds of flesh. Its skin is thick and armoured in places, pallid and soft-looking in others. Parts of it appear to be feathered or furred. 
In other places, humanoid faces stare mindlessly from its body. Its head seems to have the features of several people crammed together. Six eyes are socketed in the bulbous dome of its forehead. Various nostrils twitch and sample the air. But it only has one mouth, huge and rubber-lipped. Mother? It has three huge elephantine legs onto which it slowly rises as it notices your light. A multi-jointed arm that appears to be made from a framework of fused limbs unfolds from its left shoulder and grabs an axe as tall as a man, leaning against the wall. From its right shoulder, long tendrils of pallid flesh start to stretch out into serpentine tentacles. All around its legs are tiny chains, no thicker than necklaces, connecting it to the wall. I'll be honest, I imagine dwarves slightly differently. <laughs> <laughs> you do, sir. We come in peace. Ben, is this a kind of a thing? Tristan, it unquestionably resembles the creatures you saw Ilana Sarista fighting in your vision. I'm just going to loose. I'm not even going to wait. This thing's a mental. Okay, uh, give me a loose. Um, right, I'm going to loose this mother bitch. Um, Dex, obviously. Dex plus one. Rolled and it's old school. All right. Can't mess around with these. That's an intermediate success. Would have been better if he had two arrows at time. There's no time. (laughs) He can literally do that. That's fine. There's only one target. Why would I need two arrows? Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of... (laughs) If the target isn't 90 degrees to the other target. Yeah, and almost always into an ally. Yeah, and there's no need for showmanship. This is, after the wall, I know the difference between show archery and war archery. This is war archery. Yeah. This is all about the showing off. Yeah, to be fair, we realised that in episode five. So this is an intermediate success though, isn't it? I'm going to lose some ammo. I'm not putting myself in danger near this thing. Uh, you are down an arrow and roll your damage. Right, so my damage is 46, wasn't it? One quarter of that, yes. Okay, 1d6 plus 2? 1d6. Plus is your damage. One because I'm 1d6. It's even happening! Why do I do 1d6 damage? Because that that's your stat. That's how bards work. We've been playing this game for a year, Stu. I might as well just. <laughs> sing at it! Smile at him. Fine. I'm rolling. Oh, good. I've hit a two. Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Your arrow sinks into an area of its flesh, and although it doesn't seem to be overly hurt by it it kind of squeals and surges its way forward a little trying to get closer to you how long do his chains look it can probably <sighs> access almost anywhere on the ground but it probably can't get far up the stairs or the ramp yeah how long are so, his tendrils um oh those look like they stretch quite long yeah pretty high they could probably reach as well well potentially yes Jesus. Right, we need to we need to back out and bound, but you need to just set this room on fire. Yeah, no. You know the other day when you asked what the difference between a wizard and a witch was, and I basically yeah. just said it was down to schooling. One of the other kind of things is actual spells you can cast. So if you want like a massive fireball or summoning creatures from another <laughs> plane, you probably want a wizard. If you want to curse your neighbour's goat or... Um, put the evil eye on someone or sour cow's milk. That's that's more stuff I can do. I, I'm not really... I've seen you burn down at least two houses I can think of. <laughs> yeah, but I can't actually cast any fire spells. That's what just... about your fill the room with black tape and kill it that way? Oh, yeah, I can do that. All right, Tristan shot an arrow at it, which seemed largely to enrage it. Well, right, okay. Um, 
So this thing's changed the wall. Do we actually want to kill it? I mean... It might be friendly. We just assumed. Yeah, it's in the way and... Behind it is the gate. Yes, but... It's also got big old tendrils that could, like, slap us about whilst you're up here, so this doesn't... Let's have a close look first, though, because if we walk up to the the dwarves having killed all of their defences, if that's why it's there... Uh, No, it was established this is one of the fae. Oh, right, okay. There's also a hell of a lot of dwarf bones everywhere as well, which does imply that this thing's not friendly to dwarves. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's getting closer. Anyway, you're up, because it just moved closer on the map. Uh, me and Enigma are just going to step out for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> what have I told you about smoking? Hey, do you, uh, do you just want to step out for a glass of air? <laughs> if anything, this is your time to shine. As a paladin in training, I go, boom. Bambury down the steps. <laughs> Fuck no, I've already gone by that stage. If he if he boosts me downstairs, Bambury is dead. So I'll have been long gone. Um, How many eyes does it have? It has five or six eyes. Aye, aye. How many arrows could we shoot simultaneously? It's always about going for the eyes. Well, you and Tristan can both shoot. Percy, when you said you wanted to uh, examine it closely, are you saying you want to s- discern realities? Yeah, yeah. Okay, give me a discern reality. Uh, what does that go off? I believe... Strength, hopefully. Yeah, pretty sure discerning reality <laughs> is purely a matter of strength. Wiz would be fine. Uh, Just thinking hard enough. Discern reality is roll plus whiz. Yes. <laughs> so, you can ask, what happened here recently? What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be? You can ask me three of those questions. Um, oh, I'm going to have to... By the way, we're the ones that are valuable to you. We know the answer to that one. It's got to be the last one. What here is not real? Yeah. I think the last two are quite useful, but... Right, so what happened to you recently not interested in? What was about to happen? I think I can guess. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be? So I've got two, yeah? Three. Three? Okay. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? The chains that bind it look like necklaces, but they are not. They're extremely strong and immensely heavy. They weigh a huge amount, and you can see from where you are that they also connect from it to the door frames and then across the door diagonally. So it's moving forward. It's actually holding the doors more shut. If anything, it is, yes. But it looks as though whatever pays out the chain connected to it may not be part of the door. It looks like the chain's are taut across the doors right now. Right. Okay. Um, Let's go for who's really in control here. (laughs) Me. I believe it's me. Says on my tats. Creature before you is controlled by another force and the force that controls it or that set it in motion was one of the Canavir Fae. So potentially you probably don't know enough about them to know which. Could be Ambiforax, could be one of the others, but this space belongs to the corruption of the Fae. Okay. Um, and then it's either going to be what should I be on the lookout for, what is useful or valuable to me. I'm guessing what's useful or valuable is those chains in some way. Is that your question? <laughs> are, are you fishing for both answers? <laughs> We're useful and valuable. Mm, no, so I'm just, I'm just thinking things through. I'll go for what should I be on the lookout for. <laughs> Not getting hit. Not getting hit by tendrils. <laughs> there is a huge creature in front of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's enormously imposing and incredibly powerful and strong so it would be easy not to look up and see the masses of living flesh that seem to be on the ceiling above you the fuck brilliant <laughs> um... <laughs> and so i guess that's what you might be on the lookout for right they in fact i will describe them for you okay they look a little like mermaids' purses, only much, much larger. An otter's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> mermaids' purses being... Being the... Shark egg cases. Egg cases of dogfish sharks. that you find on the beach. Right, sharks, yeah. yes. Yeah. Come on, so, you, should, you should know that. Cause I'm not really into countryside things. <laughs> if you imagine a large pillow with stubby wings and two long tendrils at the front and back and some kind of creature's mouth on the front that would be roughly what these creatures look like a bit like living ravioli yeah sort of like <laughs> that yeah. imagine we're about to be the center of a, a nice tasty succulent ravioli monster <laughs> you would say that's a pastafarian that's what you should be on the lookout for so you've you've noticed these there is a creature below you that seems chained what do you do um shot it once. Yeah, Tristan's shot it. Well, I'll try and shoot it as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many so above us, there's how many of these things, just like the ceiling's completely covered with it, covered with ravioli? It's a little hard to tell because it's dark and they're kind of shifting around. Yeah. They're not actively moving yet, but... But are we talking nouveau cuisine or all-you-can-eat buffet? <laughs> Probably a satisfying, satisfying dinner, you know? Okay. Ah... Like going to a curry house, but not ordering starters <laughs> in ravioli form. Yes, the, the, the I understand the quantities performed by ravioli. <laughs> the best bit about going to a curry house is poppadoms and mango chutney. If you're not getting a starter, lime pickle. Lime pickle's good. I will dip into okay. my adventure gear um, yep. and see if I can um, fish out. Um, a flask of oil to light and throw, well, set a light and uh, throw at the, the big guy in the middle. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Nice thinking. And I will say, Bambri, it's your time to shine. I think lots of fire is in order. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you were at the toilet while I have a conversation with Tristan. Yeah, no, again, you need oh, a well, wizard to cast well, fireball. I can't do that. Sorry. Look, set a light to my, my arrow and I will shoot it into them. So you can't do what? You can't set fire to things? No, but what? not deliberately. Yeah, apparently not. What do you mean not deliberately? I mean, if my spells screw up, then sometimes so it, it causes... Well, you'll light to my arrow. Time. I'll shoot the arrow. Come All right, guys. fine, whatever. I'll cast light on an arrow again. Yeah, break out the yeah, okay. digitation. You know, there's a reason that we kept it. And I will shoot the arrow. Hawk no, one. Okay. Or loose that arrow. Okay, give me a loose enigma. That is... I totally know what that's on. Uh, sorry, volley. So that's... Uh, sorry, Dexterity. Give me a loose enigma. Dexterity, which is there. Acceptable. Okay. On a seven to nine... You have to move to get the shot, placing you in danger. You have to take what you can get, lose 1d6 damage, or you have to take several shots, reducing your ammo. Um, what do you choose? What if I were to kind of do that thing where I move forward, but we're right on the edge of a thing, so I kind of held on with one hand, shot, and then like flip back up again? 
Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty great. Sounds like the sort of thing I'd do. Why don't you do that? I'm doing that. Enigma, you've already died once. <laughs> okay, so roll roll your damage. Roll the damage. D8 damager. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> once again, your... But it was impressive. Your arrow seems to fly neatly into its flesh, and now you're leaning right out over, and you need to grab yourself back. Okay, backflip. Um, so... Give me a defy danger dexterity to keep from plummeting. <laughs> I just told you nothing fancy, Alison. <laughs> okay, great. That is fine. Yeah! yeah! See, I told you. I'm good at acrobatics. You successfully backflip, but you do... Uh... Slap Tristan on the face and away. As you backflip away, however, you feel your bow slipping from your hand. Oh. No! If you are going to make it back onto the top, you're going to lose your bow. Or you can stick with your bow, but you'll be down at the bottom. I'm going to have to lose my bow, aren't I? Because that thing is a big, fat, wobbly flesh fear thing. All right. Have we noticed the ravioli yet? Was I supposed to roll for my action, though? I mean, I'm not going to tell Enigma I told you so, but she can tell from my look I'm thinking I told you so. (laughs) God damn it. That's the worst damage of all. <laughs> the indignation damage. <laughs> Roll d20 on indignation damage. Bambury, there's uh, there's peril all around and everyone seems to be looking at you to do something about it. What are you going to do? Ben, for my yep. um, throwing... A flask of oil action. Was I supposed to have rolled for that? Um, let, I, I thought we'd resolve Banbury than you, seeing as you've... Okay, no, that's cool. That's you've fine. pulled the discern yeah, yeah, yeah. realities, so... Oh, and yeah, did, oh, my arrow wasn't lit yet, was it? That was supposed to be the lit but arrow. I thought, thought Banbury at the very least could try and boost Percy's throw. As in, I, uh, I assumed fire. I was lighting that arrow that Enigma did, oh, yeah, which was the point, which is why I rolled to cast light. Oh, okay. Which yes. I did successfully, so it didn't fail, so I didn't set fire to it. So instead, dramatically, Percy has lobbed some oil onto a big flesh beast, looked at me, I have cast light successfully on an arrow, <gasps> Enigma has successfully <laughs> shot an arrow into this big flesh beast, and it has then stood there in oil with an arrow that's glowing in it. It's slippery, though. <laughs> in our adventure packs, do we not have a tinderbox? Why are we using magic to set a light to things? Yep, you have a tinderbo- tinderbox. Okay, then I'd like to set a light to one of Tristan's arrows. So mark one use on your adventure kit and... Okay. And swipe left. Okay, so you now have a tinderbox. Okay. Tristan. Yeah. Okay, explain what you're going to do with Tristan, to Tristan. I'm going to set a light his arrow and kick him in the shins. <laughs> that's, to, that's to help me focus. I, yes. I use the pain and I'm like, I can't miss this. Enigma's going to be pissed. Okay, so... Taking time to position my feet as he lumbers forward, yep. I choose choose my best arrow. And with Enigma's... Where's the bloody dice box gone? Those bats are moving in quick, so I'm going to just shoot. Uh, ben, have the rest of us noticed those bats, or is it only Percy? I don't know if Percy's pointed them out. Uh, he hasn't. Oh, sorry, I was assuming. That I'll point them out, if that's... Uh... Boom, eight. Okay, are you going to use ammo, Tristan? Are you going to put yourself in danger? Or what are the other options? Are you going to take less damage? Do less damage. Less damage is not about the damage. Okay, roll 1d6 damage. Yeah, isn't it minus d6? Like? Uh, then it's minus another d6, yes. Brilliant. So I've rolled three. Yep. And I've actually done one. one. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what? Your shot dust skims off one of its armour plates. That's enough. And successfully sets fire to him? Yep. Yeah. 
Hold on, Magnus. Let the geo tell us. I'm melting. It surprisingly doesn't melt. In fact, Aww. it starts ranging left and right on the uh, uh, almost at the length of its chains, like it's trying to pull free and get to you. <laughs> So the flaming arrow hit him and didn't set the oil alight. Oh, that was a flame. Sorry, that was a flaming arrow, oh, wasn't Benjamin, it? Benjamin, listen up, man. Come on. <laughs> this is important <laughs> shit, yes. man. All right. No, you're right. The, life uh, or death. That's why he might have melted. Mm. He's too busy moving all the bats to actually listen to what we're the, doing. The flaming arrow strikes. The arrow strikes true. The, fl- the flaming arrow bounces off the armour, but it does ignite some of the oil. <laughs> And there's like a little whoosh of flame that then evaporates. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't fully catch. I'm just going to look at Percy. Seriously. Should we just walk out the door and shut yes. it? To be honest. <laughs> so, anything you need to tell us, Percy? Oh, yes, there's bats attacking. Oh, look, they're ah! literally about a foot away from us now. Kill the bats. Yeah, I'm just going to... Let's tumble backwards out of the roof. Guys! The first bat swipes down at you, Percy, and tries to grasp you yeah. with its uh, with its <laughs> Okay. What do you do? I'm going to grasp it and throw it at the door. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I have noticed that I never actually just attack something with my sword and shield, do I? I might as well just get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> So it tries to grab onto you. You grab right back. Let's call this a defy danger with strength or a hack and slash. They're basically both strength rolls. So whichever you prefer, you'll do your damage if you succeed. Let's defy danger. All right. So uh, roll your damage. Damage. Five. Okay. You basically, you throw it aside and it just bursts into like, Ravioli. heap of rainbows and steaming heap of kind of uh, blood and entrails. It's kind of gross, to be honest. Uh, by this point, there's another one swooping down at Banbury. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what do you do, Banbury? Um, I'm going to... How close is it? Punch you out of the air! Um, it's coming right in for you, uh, reaching with these two, like, tendrils on the front of its body. Okay. Like it's trying to grasp you. Come on, Bambi. Let's see what you're made of. Blast it at the sky. I'm going to zap it with uh, black magic, which we've been referring to as magic missiles, because of my yep. elaborate cover story. And I'm going <laughs> to use what? forceful as... Yep. Um, one of the options which should hopefully throw it back, even if it doesn't kill it. Okay, great. All right, so uh, what do you get on the so seven get, to nine? I get, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just an roll. So I can add two options to Black Magic. I've added uh, 1d4 damage, and I've added Forceful, and do I cast it? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, so the one that's coming into you just explodes as it comes in. You just strike it with your unravelling tape arc of vileness and uh, it seems to have found something more repulsive than itself <laughs> and just disappears in a burst of uh, gore. This is fun. Enigma. There Yo. are now flesh bats as well as a giant uh, ab- abomination down on the floor. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to get one of my throne knives and whammy at one of the um, flesh bats and okay. like pin it to a wall. <laughs> 
Okay, good good skills. Give me a volley. That's on decks. That is on deck. I was going to punch you out of the air, but my stream is crap. <laughs> well, you narrowly manage it, but yes. you're going to uh, either have to take an extra shot or put yourself in danger. I'm going to put myself in danger. Perfect. I by like punching it. the other bat at the same time. Yep. So do you roll your damage. Uh, eh? Yeah. Sweet. So that bat immediately is destroyed. But a second bat wraps its tendrils around you and starts dragging you towards the edge. I'm going to punch it! Well, Tristan, you've just seen Enigma get seized on by one of two bats. What are you going to do? Okay, drawing a bow, I drop <gasps> my knee, having spun around. <laughs> and where it's got two tendril feet holding just inches from Enigma's skin, I'm just going to loose a quick arrow and just cut through both, both I, feet. I can wear this! Her. I can totally make this look good. It'll be fine. I've got you, Enigma. It's like a cravat. We can't bring her back again. Cravat bat. A cravat. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Ben, what would you like me to roll? I, uh... Uh, that That's another volley, so that'll be Dex. I, I like what you're doing, but <laughs> I'm worried. Oh. Motherfucker. <laughs> Guys, I think it's good. Okay, I've got XP. There's a plus side to all yeah. of this. And and you shot Enigma. I have got XP. Let me mark. Mark XP. If I screw up one more time, I'm level four. This is awesome. <laughs> Tristan, yep. you take the shot. Yep, definitely. And the bat gets out the way. Oh, dear. And takes Enigma with it. Uh, oh, I'm flying! Its little stubby wings aren't really strong enough to hold you up, though they slow your fall somewhat, Enigma. But you are down on the ground now. Ah, it was always my destiny. At the bottom level, and the flesh bat is still trying to drag you towards the abomination. Flesh bat's a cunt. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get my stiletto and just stab it in the face. And into the shadows. Good skills. Uh, let's have a roll for that. Dex? Yes, because it's precise. So this is hack and slash off Dex. Great news, everyone. I've got XP. <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, yes. We are leveling up we after this. We are leveling up. So we. We can't resurrect her again, but can I animate dead? <laughs> <laughs> Don't see why not. To be fair, why can't we resurrect? We all know the deal this time. We just go in, talk to the dudes, get her back, job done. No, I think that's one of the unspoken rules. You can only ever be resed once. Oh, I was going to get a loyalty card and everything. Uh, Percy. Yes. Enigma was being dragged across the floor by a uh, flesh bat. But now it looks like the Abomination's tendrils have reached out as well. And they're drawing her in. What do you do? Well, I'm assuming by this point my tattoo is glowing. Um, so <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm power sliding down that uh, ramp to our left. Uh, <laughs> on your shield. Diving off halfway down at the tendrils. Percy, give me a hack and slash. <laughs> I'm really glad you have a high plus on that. Yep. <laughs> I saw those two dice land and I was like... Okay. Oh All right, roll your damage. One. Roll seven. an extra D4. <laughs> Excellent. Kapow. So, so that is because this weapon does extra damage against the Canavir Fae yeah. and their creatures specifically. Nice. Um, so you smash it with your sword. I'm specifically trying to slice off the tendril yeah. that is grasping her. You slice through the tendrils that are connected to 
enigma. We've got bad history with tendrils. And as you cut through them, they burst into kind of like black, Song. almost like black ashes Ooh. as your sword cuts through them and then just kind of dissipate on the wind. Uh, maybe they're not real. Maybe they're not. Maybe, it's like, maybe we should kill ourselves <laughs> they, in order to overcome this enemy. It's like those sausage dogs. They seemed pretty real to you a moment ago. Yeah, <laughs> admittedly. Especially the man-bats. Banbury, it looks like Percy's got involved. What are you going to do? I'm going to back off slightly um, from the incoming bats. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to aim at the kind of large group of them. I probably won't stand right next to the edge, given the, the situation. Um, and I'm going to aim for a group of them. One of the abilities with black magic when you hit level three, which I have, is you can do it in an area effect. So I'm going to cast my black tendrils of magic out at that load of bats that group together. Hopefully it's not going to hit Tristan. If it does, he's off having a piss anyway. So we'll just not mention that I did, was the one that did him damage. Yep. Sweet. Okay. Well, give me a, uh, give me a roll on that. Nice. All right. Roll your damage. Uh, the second plus I'm going to do is uh, plus 1d4 because I don't see yep. why I'd ever not do that. Okay. So Tristan, with his attention somewhat on Enigma after his uh, shot, is almost swooped up by a flesh bat. And then Bambury's magic just comes searing over and burns three of them away to nothing. Hooray! <laughs> boom, boom! Good work. Minus one block. Flashbats, man beast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good song. That's what's going on here. Flashbats and man beasts. <laughs> that is pretty much what's going on. <laughs> Enigma, a flashbat is trying <laughs> to uh, drag you still towards the gate guardian, but its attention is now fully on Percy. What are you doing? I I'm going to try and stab it again with Mister Leto. I think it's the only option. I'd like to punch, but I'm not very strong. Punching's cooler, though, isn't it, really? It'd be better if I punched yes. it out of the air. I'll wait till one's in the air, and I'll punch one out of the air later on. But for now... Good plan, good plan. Stabbing it with my stiletto right in its flange bat face. Boom. Yeah! Yes. Roll your damage. Yeah! <laughs> flange bats, man beast, yeah! You burst it. You're covered in pieces of uh, flange bat. I don't know. Red isn't really my colour. Tristan, you've narrowly uh, avoided a uh, swoop of bats because Banbury shot them out of the air above your head. Nice. Um, so the battlefield around you is quite clear, um, but Percy is now engaging the gate guardian and there are other bats that seem to be swooping in towards Enigma. What do you do? Do with my performance music. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> am, I yeah. able to, am I able to create, through playing the song of, I'd like to, I, I rip out my guitar and I start to play a kind of altered, slightly dark, but very powerful version of the ballad of Alana Sarista. Flange beds. Man beast, yeah. And I'm trying yep. to conjure up, I'm trying to sort of bring the memory back into this creature of what he's once faced, perhaps. Or okay. something in the room. I'm going to try and distract, try and distract him, or make him lose points to hit or something. If I'm yeah, I I know what this will do. So uh, yes, that will definitely work if you can make the magic happen. Yeah. So roll your arcane art. What is that? Arcane fart. That's a roll plus charisma. So just a charisma roll. Yes. I mean, okay. I have. I've pretty much. I've pretty much knocked this guy back. He's just, he's like, 
I don't really appreciate this kind of music, but I get it now. I really like it. And he starts kind of bobbing his head as he's fighting. And he's like, yeah. But he's so distracted by the beat that he, he swings out of time and he misses Percy on the next strike. That's right. I'm just trying to influence the world. Percy. Yes. Um, as Tristan begins to sing, you feel the sword almost starts like it's singing in uh, response. Sheep in a cave. Sheep is dead. So <laughs> that's not what it's singing. And it's, it's really uh, out of tune. Like, and you could... Sheep in a cave. Sheep is dead. Sheep in a cave is never out of tune. This sword is. You can feel it th- thrumming with power. What do you do? Um, I will... So I've just sort of jumped in and slashed that tenor into. I'll stand yeah. up, uh, turn to face the big abomination thing, um, and slice it up from the bottom to the top. What's Sweet. your witty retort? What's your witty line as you do it? <laughs> well, let's see if it works first. Cut him limb from gizzard. You have to say the retort as you're doing it. Like, taste Good my point. steel, monster! Not taste my steel monster. Taste my rock-hard steel monster. He's trying to hit it with a sword, not push his head down. Yeah, I'm not just going to. You don't know. The music does strange things to people. How about you? There you go. Music suits the (laughs) He's an original thinker, Percy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't... How about you? Chop, chop, chop. So let's see. Get that bat in the balls. Okay, that nice. is a success. So roll your damage plus 2d4. Ooh. That's nice. You're welcome. Why did we find this out earlier? <laughs> Man, that's about a good number on that dice. Wow. Whoa. And another 2d4. Nice! <laughs> what? For the record, Quint. Kind of wish I'd said something better, though. <laughs> yeah. So Chop, chop. charges in, says... Chop, chop, <laughs> and then smites it with great justice. Woo! The light of his goddess and the power of Tristan's song both serving to uh, increase his power. And he deals it a devastating damage. He cuts one of its legs off Jeez. and it starts to like stagger and tumble. And then it's dragging itself along with one arm but it still swings back the other with the huge axe and takes a swing at him. So, uh, Percy, what are you going to do? Um, I am going to, as he sort of comes in to swing his sort of big axe around, I'm just going to blow yeah. the kiss and push him over. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget he has four okay. legs. Okay, give, give me a defy danger on strength. <laughs> <laughs> you push him over. And the axe misses. Oh, yes. And it roars this weird, bubbling, horrified roar. Just gets sprayed in blood from the stomp of his leg as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and as it does this, the roar increases in pitch into this kind of squeal. And several more flange bats emerge from a crevice <laughs> in its body. Oh, crevice. Ooh. Flange bat crevice. Enigma, there's flange bats flying out of a crevice towards Percy. <laughs> What are you going to do? Punch them! <laughs> one at a time. This okay. is my time. I'm punching one of them out of the air. Get punching. I want to I see this. Yeah. Come on. Can she, can she get another punch for every punch she successfully lands? Uh, roll, okay, so roll, uh, roll your damage. Oh, 
admittedly, <laughs> okay. it looked cooler than it was effective. Now roll a d4. Oh, hang on. I have to do that using the power of typing things in that we always forget. I kind of like the idea of Enigma holding a fist in like an old timey boxing style and she's like, do, 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 Enigma punches one right in the mouth. Yeah. Like literally right in the mouth. Her fist goes into its mouth and then it bites her Bollocks! You have a you have a flesh bat on, on your arm trying to maul it. Okay, I'm gonna use Tristan. it to hit the others. Yeah. Sorry. We're talking to Tristan now. Tristan. I'll be quiet. Actually, no, Bambury has been quiet for a minute. Banbury, what do you you've just seen these bats emerge from the creature's body. What do you do? Is that creature definitely dead? Oh, it's not dead, no. It's uh, knocked over. Bats are coming out uh, of it. Well there's there's a large area of stuff, so admittedly the area is swarming around two of my friends. Yep. But I'm sure they'll shrug off whatever damage you <laughs> <laughs> will. It'll be fine. Oh, so It'll be fine. Pretty sure that Bambury's going to run away at this point if I had to put my money anywhere. Um, <laughs> seeing this large stress, yeah. swarm of bats coming in this direction, I'm going to cast another area effect, uh, yep. black magic, centre that, the one right in the centre. Um, okay. So second from the left. I'm going to say that if you're putting a second... Uh, a second tag on this, it needs to be far because it's a bit too far for you, your straight up shot. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, there we go. So, I, so I cast it. Oh, wow. Yep. You guys are rolling good today. Except when we're punching bats. Don't worry, I've got um, rolls coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you explode the bats around <laughs> No, <Percy>. that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So those bats are gone and the creature sizzles under the force of your magic. Tristan, Banbury's just got rid of a whole bunch of bats. Amazing. Taking two steps back, I run forwards and leap. (laughs) I land on the bat on Enigma's hand, kicking off to land on the head of the creature and dropping an arrow straight through the back of the Some of that's my hand! Give, give me, give me a defy danger on de- dexterity. Okay, all I need is three really good dice rolls. The first one's coming up. It's going to be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, Tristan takes the leap of faith. I, I definitely punch with my left hand, right? He sort of lands it. Yeah. Okay. So you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. Um, you're going to land on Enigma. Well, here's the thing: you can land by Enigma, and you'll take some damage for falling that far. But if you land on oh, Enigma, you... you'll probably be fine. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I won't can be. I, can I kick off Enigma and continue my jump? <laughs> if you do that, you will cause Enigma some damage. Don't cause me some damage. But I will continue my forward motion into the creature. Yes, with you will. S- a semblance of control. Yes. I think Enigma knows that this creature, it's more important that we get this creature down. I hate you so much, Tristan. I I know you're tough. You've come back from the dead. You're a changed woman. I know you're going to... So you're going to kick me in the head while I've got a flange bat on my wrist. Remember the shin kick. This is like one of those. This is going to focus you. Right, I'm focused. (laughs) Roll your damage. Is that me? Well, thankfully, it's it's only a D6. I'm pretty weak. Yeah. 
seriously. I like the way that in in this oh, moment so- of tension, you've got super close to your webcam. So <laughs> <laughs> all we can see Boom, is your there we face. Go. Three, that's not bad. Ow! Enigma takes three damage. What was that for, you bastard? Tristan, yeah. you're going to fly on to land on it. So give me a second roll. All I need is a second good roll. Yeah, or a first good roll. Level four. Level four. How can you do that? How can you how, what, did you just roll two ones? It sounded so good, like, when you, you set out what you were going to do, and in reality, you just sort of leapfrogged off Enigma's face, slipped and fallen into your face. <laughs> Both feet have gone straight into his mouth. Tristan volleys himself forward from Enigma and lands on the creature where it lies, and he lands on a soft area of flesh, and it just starts sucking him into it. What? You can feel this repulsive, slimy heat right. of this creature trying to uh, swallow him. Percy, Tristan just appears to have jumped into it. What are you going to do? Save me, Percy! Doing, is somebody doing the hoovering in the background? I can hear a cow. Oh, it think... sounded to me like someone's playing Command and Conquer or something. My laptop is Well, if I can hear it, it is being picked up <laughs> by your mic. That, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if um, it's being recorded in Audacity, I should say. It, it will be anything that we can hear will also be on Audacity. <laughs> I don't know how Audacity works, but unless you're sort of <laughs> plugging it directly into your brain. <laughs> that would be it's amazing. probably going to get everything. <laughs> that would save me so much effort. And to be honest, I wouldn't want what was going on in Stu's brain. It'd be a lot of editing. <laughs> um, a lot of editing. Back, I'm just going to move us onto a map. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm just going to look. Also, what the fuck? Oh. Oh, oh, there's us. Yeah. Punch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot. We played it too. Oh, be careful of the hook. Make sure you don't run straight. <laughs> it was established this is one of the Fae oh, right, whilst okay. you were having a shit or whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. So I was the... having shit. Okay. I don't think that pizza so... agreed with me. I might, I might have to have another one too. <laughs> <laughs> 